0: Holy God, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for the people who have passed them down throughout the ages. Open our hearts anew this morning that we might receive a word from you this day. Amen. When the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, the Holy One saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we had done but according to god's mercy through the water of rebirth and renewal by the holy spirit the spirit god poured out on us richly through jesus christ our savior so that having been justified by grace we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life hear what the spirit is saying to the church (laughs) you <laughs>
1: Our second lesson is from the Gospel of St. Luke, the second chapter. It's printed in your insert, should you like to follow along. Otherwise, we simply ask you to close your eyes and listen to these very familiar words. In that region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I am bringing you good news of a great joy for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among all, with whom God is pleased. Here ends our second lesson. Forty-three years ago, my family and I were celebrating Christmas On the island, in the islands of Hawaii. We were in the island of Maui, staying near the village of Lahaina, and on that Christmas, we joined with hundreds of others in the sanctuary of the Lahaina Methodist Church. It was in a setting much like this one, a small church, that it happened. And seemingly an unlikely scene to me, or so it appeared. Christmas with palm trees swaying from the gentle warm breezes off the Pacific. And yet for this 20-year-old on vacation with my family, that was the right place and the right time. Now, I can't tell you what the preacher said, as you may not recall what I say tomorrow or maybe even this afternoon. But whatever happened and whatever was said, God used it to enter my life In a way never before experienced. I remember hearing these words of the angel, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of of David a Savior, one who is Christ the Lord. What caught me were the words, for to you, for to you is born. Those words for me were a welcome. For to you, Jeff, a child was born. For you. Welcome. You belong here. Welcome. Welcome. What happened that night is that I said yes to God in a way I'd never said yes to God before. I said yes to those baptismal vows that my parents took on my behalf when I was young and one and a half. And I made those vows my vows. And Jesus made sense to me in a totally new way. Somehow I knew, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I was welcomed by God. That I belonged. That I was loved. Can I prove this? No. Do I know why? No. But I do know that on that Christmas, love entered my heart in a new life-directing way, and I knew I belonged. I knew I was welcomed. Friends, this is what Christmas is all about. It's welcoming others. It's welcoming ourselves. Reminds me of what happened to Mary and Joseph as they arrived in Bethlehem. They couldn't find a place to stay. And knowing his inn was full, The one innkeeper that did open the door for them did and said, Come in. Welcome. We'll find some room for you. Oh, there's actually room in the stable. He could have easily turned them away. I'm sure others did, according to tradition. Instead, he stepped back, he listened with his heart, and said, Welcome. He made room and this is the invitation and call of the christmas message make room which means to make room for people we like and those we don't like it means to make room in our understanding of people whose lives and love and beliefs are different from ours making room is opening our heart A few weeks ago, a colleague of mine told me this true story. Sarah Miles, many of you know her. She is on staff at St. Gregory's Nyssa, at least until the end of the month. She's taken a um, sabbatical from ministry. She received a call from a gentleman that lives in San Diego, asking if she would deliver an envelope anonymously, with cash, to the person who lived in apartment 16 in the Sunnydale Projects in Visitation Valley near the Cow Palace. Intrigued, Sarah asked why. The man, as I said, who lives in San Diego, said that he and his family lived in that apartment over 60 years ago. They were Jewish refugees from Nazi Germany. They came to America, they came to the Bay Area, and they could not find a place to live. And they kept trying to get into the Sunnydale Apartments, the projects. And the manager said, you'll have to be on the wait list. It's very long. There's no luck. But they were persistent. They came day after day after day. And one day they came. And the manager said, I shouldn't be doing this, but apartment 16 just became available. And if you move in today, it's yours. They did. A day later... The manager came with a bag of groceries and said, welcome, welcome to your new home. Welcome to America. The man said, I've never forgotten this. And he's now in his mid eighties. Sarah said she would do it. So she made five different tries to apartment 16 over in the Sunnyside area. And she thought, well, maybe I'm gonna have to send this envelope, Sarah, didn't know. Sarah did not know what was in it, uh, back to the man. But finally, the sixth time she knocked on the door, a young woman with a child in her arms, and she could see an elderly parent in the room behind her, opened the door, and Sarah said, this is for you. Merry Christmas. The woman said, why? Who are you? What is this about? And so Sarah explained what the man had said to her and how important apartment 16 had been for he and his family. It was a symbol of welcome for them, and he prays that this apartment might be that for you as well. Sarah handed the woman the envelope and walked away, knowing the surprise and the joy the woman must have felt when she opened that envelope to discover $2,100 bills, along with a note that simply said, Welcome. What's it mean to step back and reflect on how we might make a little more room for others, how we might make more room for God? This is what Sarah and the gift from that former resident of apartment 16 did for that young woman and her family. A little more room was made in their life that day. So how might we make more room, more space, to welcome God? More room, more space, to welcome others? For whenever we make more space, we open ourselves to mystery. Whenever we open ourselves to mystery, we open ourselves to love. Christmas, my friends, assures us that we are loved. This is the truth of Emmanuel. This is the reason for the Incarnation. So why does God love us? I don't know. Why do people love us? It's a mystery, as God is. But I do know that people and God love. Jesus' birth tells us that our lives have meaning. Jesus' birth tells us that there is a different way to be in the world. Jesus' birth tells us that we are given the opportunity to make space and make more room for others and even for ourselves. Jesus' birth tells us that the purpose of our lives is love. And love always makes my room. Love always says, welcome. There's nothing else we ever need to know. Merry Christmas and welcome.